thinking about like James Bond and the actors, um, Sean Connery has to be everyone's favorite, right? Like, don't get me wrong, I really like Daniel Craig, and like it blows my mind. Remember how upset people were that he was blonde? Um, but like Pierce Brosnan was all right. Timothy Dalton, his movies were just like '80s action movies, so you know they were okay. Um, and then there was George Lazenby, who only ever did, uh, Her Majesty's Secret Service. I wish he would have did another one. Um, and, uh, Roger Moore, who, truth be told, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of. Uh, my favorite, I think, pretty easily is Sean Connery with Daniel Craig coming in as a close second. Welcome to Unbuckled Comics. If you're new, welcome. There's a liability form on the back table next to the pens. I don't recommend clicking them too much. Q Branch hasn't told us what they are actually for and what they do. If you're returning, thank you for your continued support. I am Unbuckled Kate, your ever humble host of this little comic book podcast. Today, we have 007. That's right, James Bond. But before we head out on patrol... Let's gather some intel first, like the super spies that we are. I have social media pages, Facebook and Instagram, both by the name of Unbuckled Comics. Yeah, the same name as this show. Um, on said uh, social media pages, you can keep up with upcoming episodes, uh, check out some of the things that I have been picking up at my comic stores, Along with every now and then, if I find a news story that's related to our superheroed pals, I will share that as well. It's also where you can keep up with Capes Detectives, a game that we play in our Discord. In Capes Detectives this week, we had um, Because picked a character and Big Kid guessed it on the first try. Our mystery character was Dormammu. Uh, I, I used a pitcher from the Doctor Strange movie. That was a bad move on my part. I thought I could blow it up and make it look, you know, kind of ambiguous enough, but I was wrong. Um, so congratulations to Big Kid, and he will be picking our um, next character, mystery character, for next week. I will be posting pictures on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday of said character, and each member of the Unbuckled Brigade gets to take their guess each... each uh, day that I do the pictures, and the winner gets to pick the next one. A fun little game that we have in our Discord. And you might be thinking, Mr. Cape, how do I get in that Discord? Well, you head on over to Unbuckled Comics at Patreon, and you uh, sign up for our Patreon. It costs two bucks a month. It gives you access to that Discord, as well as two extra shows a month. If you remember a while back, if you've been listening for a while, I used to give you solicitation episodes every month of comics that are coming out in the next, you know, two months from now. And uh, you haven't heard those in a while. That's because they became Patreon exclusives, as well as our Unbuckled and Unscripted episodes where I do random things like uh, I reviewed Arkham Origins, but I looked at it as a, does this work in a comic book? 
I've done, uh, I think our last one was Riddler's Secret in the Dark, the audio drama on Spotify, and um, in the past we looked at Spider-Man the Animated Series and, and things like that. I have some ranking episodes that I plan on doing. This month is something that I don't remember, actually. Hold on. I actually thought I remembered it, and then I didn't remember it, and where are we? We are going to be in December, so next month, I'm sorry, next month we are going to be doing a case file. Um, I'm going to be picking a character, and I uh, actually already have this pretty much written out. I'll, I'll pick a character, and we will talk about um, that character's highest-selling comic book, who created it, you know, the years the highest selling movie, video games, how many video games have they been in, and all those kinds of things. And then I will come up with what I think is the best way for you to introduce yourself to said character um, if you are new to them. So that's going to be December's uh, Patreon exclusives, as well as the solicitation, of course. Uh, also... If you were on the Instagram page, you saw a video that I posted a little bit ago called Mrs. Unbuckled Guesses. That's where I had Mrs. Unbuckled on the show, and she guessed the characters' names that we use in our Master of Fear tournament. And that was just a real snort, short, <laughs> snort, a real short snippet that I had on Instagram. And the full video actually ended up being like 25 minutes. That was made available to our Patreons as well. And what was that? Masters of Fear Tournament? Oh, you want to know about that? Masters of Fears. This is our Patreon-exclusive voting game where I... Uh, set up a little tournament, and we vote on which characters are the best of said tournament. This one is the Masters of Fear, which character utilizes fear the best. This week, it's round one, match seven. Silver Banshee against Mr. Fear. Silver Banshee. She isn't afraid to tangle with Superman, and all she needs to know is your name, and you could fall victim to her death stare. Mr. Fear. Marvel's version of Scarecrow. And although his origin uniform, his or original uniform isn't very imposing, he no longer needs fear gas to induce crippling fear. Before we get to our votes totals, Storm Beagle wrote in, I'm judging the books by their cover this week and giving it to Silver Banshee. She's wicked looking and I love it. Um... Growing up, we were taught not to judge a book by their cover, but I'll be honest, uh, a beagle. Um, for a couple of these characters, that's actually what I did, uh, including these two, but I'm not going to tell you who I voted, or I would have voted for, rather, um, because at the end of this tournament, I'm going to do a big episode on it. But you, you Cape Crusaders, you did vote. And the winning totals were 75% to 25%. Mr. Fear came out on top. And that makes actually a ton of sense to me because you guys also voted Scarecrow the winner in his. And like I had just said, Mr. Fear is indeed the... Um, sorry, writing that down that you guys 
voted on that. Mr. Fear is the Marvel version of Scarecrow. So that leaves us with one round to go, or one match to go in round one, and then we get to finally move on from round one. I'm not going to do another tournament this lengthy again, guys. This was this was a lot. Um, so our final match for round one, Psycho Man. This Avenger level threat has a weapon known as the Control Box. What does it control? Human emotions like fear and doubt. He's squaring up against Deathstroke. He's faster than you, stronger than you, smarter than you. If you're his target, what chance do you have? Alright, so round one, finally going to get wrapped up here, and we will get into round two, and I will soon have to start thinking about what our next tournament is going to be doing. Um, so as we move on into December, I thought I'd take just a minute here to read off what we have in December, and into January, give you guys a little update on the show, because updates for myself, nothing. Uh, it's holiday season, we've been running around like crazy, I didn't get to read anything, um, just a book that I've been reading. I've been chipping away at that. I, I lied. I, I read something for the show, which we're going to talk about here shortly. And then, um, you know, no video games, nothing. Just, um, from Tuesday to Saturday night, I had a total of two hours at home. Like we were staying over at other people's places for the holidays and to make sure that we had sitters while we worked. And it's, it's been chaotic. Uh, regardless, today you get 007, and then December, our episodes are Godzilla, Complete Rulers of the Earth, Part 1 to Volume 1. I'm, I'm breaking Volume 1 um, into two different parts because it's pretty hefty. So you get Part 1, then the next episode is Part 2. Um, then we have E-Period joins us back on the show to review Batman the Animated Series. Um, really looking forward to that. We have that one recorded and ready to go. And then the final episode for December is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Last Ronin, The Lost Years. Um, looking forward for you guys to hear that one as well. Uh, our Patreon exclusives for the month of December is, of course, the solicitations. And then, as I had mentioned earlier, a case file review of a character. Hmm, what character could it be? Then moving on to January, our first review of the year is going to be Click Click Boom, a comic that I picked up to try and give this show a little bit of variety, and that it did. Then it's going to be about episode 40-ish is going to be the, the second one in January, and I will be doing X-Men Days of Futures Pass with Greybeard the Wise, a new guest on the show. Um... And, and we're going to be tackling one of uh, X-Men's bigger storylines. Uh, I have read that, actually, and completed it, and I have my notes ready to go. Uh, the third episode in January, I'm not really sure what I'm doing there yet. And the final one for January, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, I have my fingers crossed, I'm going to be grabbing Marvel's It Was a Book Recommended Me by Good A, um, a, a friend of the show here, and... Um, I'm, I'm looking to finally get back on to doing a, um, a recommended one, a, a, you know, a book that one of the listeners recommended to me. As for the Patreon exclusive, of course, solicitations, and then I'm going to do my first movie review, actually. I have not seen The Joker, the one with Joaquin Phoenix, 
and I am planning on doing a sit-down recording like 10 minutes before I listen to the movie. I'm going to tell you what I think about the movie, all my preconceived notions and things like that. Watch the movie and then come back and, and record my final thoughts. I think those episodes, because I got a bunch of those planned. There's a lot of movies, um, comic book related and otherwise, that I would like to do for the show that I would love to do that way. I got the idea from those um reels or tiktok videos whatever they are where it's like hi i'm brian i'm the groomsman this is my first beer hi i'm brian i'm the groomsman this is my fit you know like those ones where it's like a before and after i'd, I'd like to kind of do something like that um with with movies so um looking forward to that haven't watched it yet i will work it in at some point here hopefully soon um and then for February, I think we're going to do a uh, another uh, Patreon poll. We're going to let the Cape Crusaders decide which one, like what one of my episodes are going to be. But um, yeah, still got to nail down an episode in January. But I pretty much have us figured out through January. Um, so I am going to close my notebook like I did real hard. Hopefully that didn't uh, bust your guys' eardrums. I am going to get this edited and sent out, and meanwhile, why don't you guys uh, listen to me ramble on a little bit more about James Bond? God, that would have been perfect to have the da 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 Growing up, I feel my dad watched two kinds of movies. It was either westerns or James Bond, and because of that, I now love a good western. I, I really do. You know, John Wayne, Clint Eastwood, I'm, I can sit down and watch a Western at just about any time. But, 007, the James Bond um, set of movies, have some of my favorite movies ever. I love Casino Royale, uh, I love Spectre, GoldenEye, um, Goldfinger... There's a ton of great Bond movies. Uh, Skyfall, everyone loves Skyfall. Um, and I've, I've watched all of them at least once. Uh, on, Her Majesty's, on Her Majesty's Secret Service is uh, really underrated. See, we could sit here and do this all day. Um, so, and... and I've, I've seen everyone at least once, and many of them I've seen too many times to count. Those couple that I've just listed, I've seen a lot. Uh, and Dad and I, still today, we wait for each other to be able to watch the movie together when a new one releases. Um, was the last one No Time to Die? Is that was the title? I know that was the song uh, Billie Eilish did for it. I, I think it was no time to die. I mean, he and I didn't watch it until well after it was released on video. And the only reason was, was because he and I couldn't get our times to work out where we could sit down and watch a movie like that. Um, so it, it's one of our things, you know, my dad and I, we connect on football and other sports. Um, and then, you know, James Bond is, is another big, uh, common interest that he and I share. So, uh, back in 2020, when the pandemic hit and everything shut down, I had to find ways to keep myself awake at work. I was doing a specific job where I was basically just sitting and watching. Uh, so I started to read the, uh, original short stories that Ian Fleming wrote, and I am up to, uh, Russia with Love, I believe is the last one. Sorry, I'm 
kind of leaned into the mic a little far there. I was leaning forward because I know I have a Bond one on my shelf. So I own up to Dr. No, but I haven't read Dr. No yet. Um, Fast forward to now and imagine my happiness when I discovered that there are 007 comics. Uh, I discovered this while doing research for the solicitation episodes that we do. Um, And I am so stoked for this episode um this one hour poll that we did back in i think it was august and i basically jumped in and read this right away i remember reading i think the first two issues and thought oh yeah this is good i'm gonna keep pulling this i want to see how this ends um so let's talk about that but before we talk about that of course we got to give credit where credit is due phil kennedy Johnson. He's the writer of this. He has worked on things like Action Comics, Alien, uh, and Green Lantern War. Oh, I'm sorry. Green Lantern War Journal, Extreme Carnage, Lazarus Planet, uh, and a lot of... I think that's supposed to be... I don't know what that is. I ran out of room on the paper, and I I scribbled in thinking that I was going to be able to tell what it was. I want to say Spider-Man and Carnage, but I don't think that's right. He worked on a lot of something, that's for sure. Worked on a lot of comics. Oh, man. Not that I think Phil is ever going to hear this, but if you do, Phil, I'm sorry. Uh, Next we have Marco Finnegan. Uh, he was the artist, he's worked on Crossroad Blues, The Black Ghost, The Keeper, Nick Travers, The Wrong Earth, Fame and Fortune, a lot of, um, more indie type stuff, Image Comics, uh, I don't recall seeing anything from the big two, Marvel and DC. Then we also have, oh boy, Deb Blah? Dear, dear blah, dear blah, dear blah, so, dear blah Kelly, uh, an artist. She has worked on Red Sonia, Vampirella, Mind Warp, Jennifer Blood, James Bond, Reflections of Death, and James Bond 007 Money Penny. So there are our um, credits to the creators. Now, this book starts out familiar enough, all right? Like I said, I've seen every Bond movie that I could see in most of them multiple ways. A mission goes sideways, um, and Bond has to shoot his way out, or at least he tries. So there's this Russian informant that's kind of like double agenting. He's giving information to MI6, and Bond is there to get him out. If things go bad, things go bad. Um, And... They get caught at the top of this office building by, quote-unquote, the head henchman, who turns out to be American, and they are in Moscow, which is weird. And this American is quick to kill the double agent, even though Bond was like, if you kill him, you're not going to learn what he knows, blah, blah, blah. Uh, And as soon as the trigger is pulled on this um, asset, Bond is quick to act you know, throws a couple of punches and runs and jumps through a window and dives into a river and cue a slow epic tune with a top, top-notch top vocal talent 
to a, uh, a visual ensemble of guns and silhouetted women. That that I was so disappointed when Bond hit the river, and I flipped the page, and there wasn't like some kind of uh, at least some form of like the title sequence for all Bond movies that we are all so familiar with. Uh, I don't know how it would have worked in comics, but the way this started out, I mean, how many Bond movies? Basically, all of them. I mean, until you go back to like you know. Doctor No, the the first Sean Connery movie, and and the first canon James Bond movie, I that didn't really have the um. Is that considered a cold open? It didn't have that opening sequence of like fast paced action where you don't really know what's going on. I I think Casino Royale, uh, probably now has the most popular one. Um, there's also the one for GoldenEye where you know, Alec supposedly gets captured and dies, and so, uh, great opening, I feel right at home with this opening, um, so after getting back to MI6, Bond is shelved by M, uh, probably only like the 50th time in his career, and I think for, uh, MI6 agents, if, if you get put on temporary leave, I think it's 68, then you lose your job, it, it feels like every other Bond movie, and book he's being um, put on the shelf. I guess I shouldn't say book. I don't. I don't recall specifically it happening in a book. But Bond's always getting in trouble with them, and this time he's like really unhappy. He doesn't, you know, do his normal flirting with Money Penny on the way out. He is unhappy. So, as he is at home in his flat, he gets a call from uh, former 003 agent Gwendolyn Gon. It appears that um, Gwen is his double O trainer. So, you know, when he was inducted as a double O agent, she was kind of his handler. She helped do the combat training and all that stuff. Uh, they have a history. If you know anything about James Bond, if there is a woman around, of course they have some type of history. And she tells him over the phone that she needs help. Uh, and she gives him like a rendezvous point to go and meet her. He shows up there and she's like 45 minutes late and Bond sees a boat pulling a body in a bag out of a river. Assuming the worst, he goes to Gwen's apartment and it is absolutely ransacked. And there are tons of flashbacks of some like past moments that they had together and some things that she said and he's searching his mind as well as searching the apartment for something anything kind of clue what's going on type deal um bond is completely and totally oblivious to the fact that he is being watched and he is being watched by the same american uh that he met in moscow and this guy is talking to someone else about how gwen said that Bond would be an asset, and then they decided to kill Bond instead of bringing him into whatever fold that they got going on. So this is uh, the end of issue one, and again, it's it's a really good first issue for story building. You're wondering what's going on. It sets up a great mystery of, okay, what happened to Gwen? 
what evil corporation are we dealing with? I mean, it feels very Bond. Mm, I'm going to say it feels very like Roger Moore Bond. There's this really big evil corporation, and I know um, Spectre was, was, I guess Spectre was there, but this one feels a little more campy, um, but the threat feels real. I, I think the balance here is really good. Um, so in issue two, after former 003's funeral, a handful of 00 agents share a drink and stories. Um, this is very helpful. Each one shares their own story about Gwen, and it really builds her character of what she is. And this is the cool thing about comics. As they're telling stories, I, I love when comics do this. These flashbacks are textured and colored very different than the normal story to help decipher present and past. It, it's just, it's great. I, I love when comics do something like this, and they make the flashbacks feel like flashbacks. Um, afterward, M approaches Bond and says that Gon had been, Gon, not Gon, Gon had been, um, reporting to him as an undercover agent in this new organization, and that, um, this new organization has, um, sleeper agents in, like, every government everywhere. Gwen vouched for Bond and M wants to bring him in on this and Bond says no and leaves. He's still very salty about his last interaction with M and he is uh, very obviously grieving in a way that we don't see James Bond grieve very often in, you know, the other mediums that he is in. Once he gets home, he is attacked and kidnapped. Now, let's focus on the point here that Bond is an MI6 agent He's probably the best MI6 agent ever. Now, they say this when gone is, is like, the best ever. But either way, anyone ever notice how Bond is always getting captured? Always. Just always getting captured. Bond is taken to... Oh, boy. I, I hate, 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 hate the fact that they made this thing so hard for me to figure out how I'm supposed to pronounce it. I think it's Miradon, Miradim, I believe is what they they want the. He gets taken to the evil evil corporate. Cor, oh my word! We'll be back with a message from our sponsors. Sorry about that. Had to hit the pause button, get a drink, clear my throat, do my uh, the tip of the tongue, the what is it? The tip of the tongue, the teeth, the lips. Yeah, whatever. Um, Bond gets taken to Miradon and is told a story of a doctor. Leading to the mo motive behind this organization, and um, again, like I said earlier, this is a very uh, Roger Moore style part. The you know they're walking through the halls, and the big bad henchman is giving this monologue and the story of a doctor way back in the past and how he was able to kill one man to save the lives of thousands, and this is the motive behind. And I, again, it's very, very over the top. Um, I don't know if I want to call this campy, but it feels it feels like a more movie, and those were typically a little more campy. Uh, the leader ends up, you know, presenting himself to Bond, and the leader is like seven foot six inches, and explains to Bond that. 
Gwen was an agent for MI6 inside Miradom. And once she learned that uh, the Brits were going to put a war criminal in charge of a country, she switched sides and became a double agent in MI6. So that's kind of wordy, kind of confusing there, right? Let's 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 cut that down and make it make it a little easier to understand. Gone joined this organization working for MI6. Once she learned that the Brit government was doing something wrong, she then became an employee of Miradom and she was undercover for MI6. Okay, got that straightened out. So as he says this, um, he brings up this this war criminal, Muhammad Nassar, and we find out that all of these flashbacks were actually the the ones that we were seeing the ones that we were seeing in previous episodes ish, episodes issues one and issues two. Most of them were actually all from the same event. So Bond and Gwen were trying to collect information, save these women from this Nassar, and it went really, really wrong, but Gwen would not bail. Um, they ended up saving the women, and that is what helped, like, they testified against him, that's what helped put this uh, Nassar away in prison, and now he is out, and... The British government is going to support him in his campaign to a takeover of this country and become this country's leader. Uh, Miradam challenges Bond to do his own research and then decide if he wants to join them or not. So, at the end of issue three, this is a, a six-issue little series here. So we're halfway through, and we don't really know what is good and what is bad is mi6 actually well i guess not mi6 but is the british government actually going to put this guy in charge are they the the bad guys here or is this miradam a you know typical um evil corporation issue four <laughs> ah bond the devilishly handsome man that can bed a fellow fed and steal her id access card the um so they asked bond to do research and he goes and steals some stuff from fellow mi6 agents so he can do that and uh the spy game in this issue is at its full force you know bond breaks into a high profile facility it's it's the secret room that looks like it's in a construction site to get what um he, he's going in there to get intel for uh miradam and also himself so he kind of teams up with the the head thug his name is rook and he is a great head henchman he acts like any other head thug he is just he's cocky he's big and tough um and then bond just responds in the classic James Bond way where he is just cool and calculated. Um, so 
to get into this facility, Bond kind of pays off this this drunk young kid, um, not a kid, like, you know, 20 or something like that, to create a distraction for security. And when he exits, uh, Rook ends up just shooting the kid. And, you know, he, he's talking about leaving a trail and this and that. And it angers Bond. And um, so through all of this, like MI6 kind of realizes that Bond might have switched sides on them. And I'm, I'm so excited to get to like the final two issues of this book because I'm starting to wonder if Bond really did switch sides. So in issue five, it's been a week. Um, Bond notifies Miradon that he's in. He is going to switch sides and he's going to help them kill this Muhammad Nassar before he is able to um, perform the coup of a government in a different country. Right before he does this, MI6 tries to bring Bond back and uh, Bond ends up handing in his resignation, which, again, he's done multiple times in his career, but this one, he throws it down and walks out, and that is it. And um, he has a, a quick little conversation with Money Penny that reveals that um, the mission that he and Gwen Gon had gone on, Nassar captured both of them, and they tortured Bon, but they did much worse to Gon, and he won't say what it was, but his respect for her and you know the fact that there is probably still a little bit of flame for her he is um his motives feel like they are in the right place he's going to go out and murder a man for what he believes is the greater good and and uh he's 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 basically committing treason at this point um the double O like hunts down Nassar Muhammad almost too easy. Um, I'm gonna sp skip some of the big spoilers here, but uh, the operation is blown completely sideways. Um, and at the end of this this blown operation, Bon is kind of angry at the world, right? And he pretty much has it figured that Rook is the guy that killed uh, Gwen, which. I'm not sure any of us are really surprised about, but uh, Bond is like there. He, you know, he has this earpiece and basically is like, "All right, we're we're gonna. I'm I'm coming for you, right? The <laughs> the uh, taken. I will find you. I will hunt you down. I have a very particular set of skills um, and." not just rook but he is he is now out to take down miradam as a whole organization so issue number six our final issue uh, cheese and rice uh this issue really turns up the intensity to 11 um so it starts with a flashback and we see that bon and gwen had a very uh casual relationship uh bon even she was um after after the blown mission with Nassar, MI6 kind of burnt her. They, she was their escape goat as to why everything went wrong. And Gwen was getting pulled out of the game and had to go somewhere else. And Bond made the offer that, you know, he would run away with her and they would go start a different life. And, of course, she said no because that's neither of them. Anyway, 
Fast forward, we get the classic James Bond car chase in here, so you can check that off of your Bond bingo card if you had that there. Um, and then we get the awesome fight against uh, <laughs> this Rook, and we kind of knew that something was different about him. Um, turns out he's basically an android. Uh, such such a great, great little battle between them where you know they're shooting at each other in this car chase and then Bond kind of goads him into getting rid of weapons and they go out of hand to hand and you know my mind goes to yeah I believe it was Goldfinger the one with Oddjob um, and you know Oddjob grabs his hat out of the fence and he gets electrocuted and well this one like you know all these henchmen in Bond movies have a goofy way of, of dying and then Bond ends up throwing this guy in front of a, throwing Rook in front of a, a truck and he gets run over and it was pretty much the only way that um, he was gonna get rid of this Rook and turns out Miradam is still in the driver's seat though um, Bond is on a telecom talking to the leader of this organization and he kind of laughs Bond off and he's like, we have other double agents and the car that, uh, Nazar is in blows up and, um, Bond is then kidnapped again. He's a double agent. How does, how, how does this happen? How does this guy get kidnapped so often? He, everyone's like, oh, it's 007. He's the best. Is he though? He gets kidnapped way too much. Maybe it's just because he hasn't died yet. I don't know. But, um, so anyway, again, they, we were at this big government assembly and M is trying to defend Bond because his resignation turned out to not be his resignation, um, Anyway, I, I don't want to spoil any more of that, but the the Brit government is not having it, and they uh, end up contracting Miradam as a security detail, and M is forced to order all the double O's to bring in Bond, dead or alive, and I wish I could tell you more. I really, really do. There's a twist at the end of this that I, I had a hunch but I felt like the chance of it happening was less than 50%. Um, but the end of this makes me excited for the next one, which I do have on my shelf and I am currently get pulled. So you're, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna move forward and talk about the next one down the road. Um, so as far as, as this comic, uh, this was everything I could have hoped for in a 007 comic. There was action. There was, you know, PG-13 sex in it. There was plenty of espionage, uh, a suave cucumber lead, uh, an awesome henchman that was just, you know, a jerk, and a great evil organization with a horrible, horrible name. I'm, I am so tickled with this comic and, and just how, like, true it stayed to the, um movies and and short stories by Ian Fleming um the these are great books um so I'm I'm prepared and willing to give this the unbuckled cape honor of having the title of what are you doing if you are a fan of James Bond 
I don't know what my tier above what are you doing is, but whatever that would be, it's that. I, I maybe just like a frustrated grunt, like maybe it's in the tier of like, mm, you know, something like that. But I don't have that tier. I do have the top tier of what are you doing. If you like any kind of action, if James Bond intrigues you a little bit, this is a great comic uh, to even get you started in the realm of James Bond. No, we don't learn a ton about him, but it, it didn't matter. It, this was a fun ride, and I'm I'm totally here for it, and I can't wait till we pick up and review the next one. So until then, guys, this is Unbuckled Cape giving the comic 007 the prestigious prestigious um label of what are you doing until next time guys get out there and save the world you bunch of heroes a special thanks to all of my cape crusaders without you guys this just wouldn't really feel possible anymore um the support that you all give to me is um so generous and unbelievable I'd like to give a special shout out to each and every one of you. Storm Beagle, Sergeant Pickle, Jared, Big Kid 782, Bcause19, Fallen Snow Kiku, Randy Berg, and Captain Alcatraz. Thank you all so much. You are the true heroes.